Tonight we see Billy's rings, Ramirez sings, Gaja Gugu's in a whirl, and who will be our final girl? We're talking about American Horror Story 1984, Season 9, Episode 8, Rest in Pieces. Stay tuned. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hello, everybody. Welcome to the American Horror Story After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We are talking about American Horror Story 1984, Season 9, Episode 8, Rest in Pieces. I'm your host, Elena Jordan, and joining me today, the incomparable, the always happy, Miss Cappy. Miss Happy Cappy. Rexy Cappiello herself is here. I am here, and that was a cool episode. I'm so excited to talk about it. And so excited to have you back, Ollie Drennan. Hi, I miss you guys. Yay! Uh, the crowd goes wild. <laughs> Everybody missed you last I miss you guys. Oh. I missed the Halloween episode. We were very, very sad. And you that guys you were looked amazing, here. by Aww, the way. Thank you. I was like, it's a good thing. You. I would have brought that team down. Oh, no oh, shut up. Everything you do is perfect. I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to hear it. Ugh. Phenomenal. And Kayla Renee, who is unfortunately not here. But we, we miss her. We all had a big battle of who will be the final girl <laughs> in the next episode. <laughs> Kayla got KO'd this, oh, uh, no. this round. She'll, no, be, she'll be back next week. We'll all be she back will. next week, hopefully. Hopefully, we'll right. all be the, the, the final fina- one. Finale. For the finale. It's so crazy. I this is the it. second to last episode of this season. The season has flown by. Uh, and we have a lot to talk about. So before we dive into the episode two, just a little heads up for you guys. Be sure to watch our entire episode, because not only are we a delight, uh, but you guys are phenomenal, and you have actually sent in some incredible fan photos as well of Halloween costumes Ooh. inspired from American Horror Story. I'm so excited to see those. We'll also do our special segment, Slash Back, talking about the 80s references, and there's no way that I can say it without going Slash Back. And we'll also give our predictions for the final episode as well, but but starting us off, overall thoughts. What did you guys think of this, the penultimate episode? I want, I want Ollie to go first. Oh, gosh. Well, I had to watch uh, both episodes. There's a lot to process. There's so much information. So what <laughs> yeah. I like... I like, I really, what stood out to me most, obviously, there's lots of killing. I mean, obviously. I love (laughs) the real common theme. I love, we'll talk more in depth, but I love the relationship between, um, Donna, Donna, not Rita. Donna and Brooke. I know, and I want to call her Rita. I want to say Rita so bad. But I love seeing kind of like, despite what they went through in the past, clearly it wasn't a good relationship, but now they're on better terms, I think. We've seen a lot of growth with Donna, and I just love seeing like women ultimately support other women. Yes. You know, it's hard, especially you don't see that a lot in horror. I don't know; it's very questionable with horror. You don't see women kind of like doing their best to empower themselves, but I think they're trying to. At least I would like to think that they're trying to do something different in this particular with these two characters of just doing their best to support each other because that's important. Women support each other; don't bring each other down. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Just saying. What he yeah. said. <laughs> I feel like we should high five. Yeah. yeah. And also you all. All of us. Yeah. Hands yeah. in. Yeah. Woo. And Kayla's here in spirit. Yeah. And Kayla's also oh, here. Tonight. Um, I, I liked the episode. It wasn't as... I, I mean, I liked the last episode a lot better, but this episode was good. Um, 
I uh, I'm a little I'm a little just like what are what are they doing with with this whole purgatory mm. thing? I'm just like, where is this going? I just want it to get to where it's going, and then also well, I don't. So do they? I know. <laughs> I know. Um, and I just want Margaret to die already. <laughs> that's, where, that's my thoughts right now. I'm just like, Margaret needs to go. Can somebody just kill her off already? Yeah. Poor Jingles. I also hashtag right. poor Jingles. Can we keep that going forever and always? Who would have known that Jingles would be the one to hold the key to our hearts? I know. Mm, it was yeah. jingling on his keychain <laughs> the whole time. We had no clue. Sorry we misjudged you, And uh, also, I have to say, Brooke is hot. Hot now. I never broke. Like, damn. I'm like, girl. The outfit. I know. Like like, bad, she's like bad, like you said it last time, bad Sandy, except like, yeah, bad like bad sometimes, Sandy, but like, rare. sometimes you have to go to prison, to jail, <laughs> to bring out the sex kid. I, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I mean, I will say, though, Donna's outfits are always fire, right. yes. so I'm like, let's be honest, those are Donna's clothes that Brooke is borrowing. Let's be real. This is 1989, right? Just, yes. Everyone looked good. It was getting It's in- the day before Halloween 1989. What did you, I thought this was kind of weird, that they did this episode this week and mm. not last week, which would have been the Halloween episode, right. you know? Because now we're going technically, I mean, obviously back in time to 1989, right. but like back a week. I don't know. It felt weird to me because normally it syncs up. Right. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. Time seems to move slower in this uh, show. That's true. <laughs> and it does kind of get a little circular, which we've seen. I just hope everything's like wrapped up. Because it's like, it's it, it was a bummer knowing that like watching this episode was good, but just like, oh man, we have one episode left. Howard, just wrap everything up. And normally the penultimate episode is, like, the one that's almost better than the finale. Because it's the one that builds everything. That you're like, what's going to happen? And now we're kind of like, well, Mm -hmm. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But I do love this Donna Brooke dynamic that you were talking about, Ollie. And the fact that they even start from the very beginning talking about this conversation of the 80s movies of the final girl. Right. And then ultimately how they circle around to having the two of them, both of us can be the final girl. Mm -hmm. And this idea of it. Because we see a lot of times in not just horror movies, but just in media in general, that women are pitted against right. each other. True. Ryan Murphy, who did the show Feud, I feel like probably knows this better mm-hmm. than anyone, did like deep dive research into this. So seeing this idea of this being like, look, we don't have to be in the fight of who will be the final one. Let's work together and both be the final girl. Mm-hmm. I also love how she pointed out uh, her skin color and how <laughs> the African American is always the first one to go. It's like, always. why does that always have to be right. the case? And I hope they correct that because it, it happened in this season with Ray. He was kind of the first one yeah. to go. Yeah. Out of, the, out of like the main cast. Yeah. I but I do love too that and this we'll get into the campers later, but all of them are like, we're innocent too, except for Ray. Ray's ass. No. Guys. He kind of deserved it. Debatable. He was kind of a he was kind Debatable. of a jerk. I mean he did like I don't know. He did he well, was gonna haul ass and leave everybody at the camp. Yeah. 
Montana's not innocent. He, she's not. She's no, not. but I mean, she, I feel like also, we'll get into that whole thing about how women get <laughs> right. judged harsher. Right. Yeah. This is just like full feminist episode, and I'm kind of here for it. The more yeah, that we yeah. talk about it, the thing, I think the more I like it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, it was a little over, like, nail over the head, though. I mean, it bit. is very much. There were definitely some moments that were very, very, like, we're going to drive this home if you haven't figured it out after eight episodes that this is our message. Um, but the introduction of Stacy Phillips. What did you guys think of having Stacy come in, having this interaction? Ollie, I'm seeing you. Give it a song. She was annoying. I'm sorry, I didn't like her. No, but do you want to elaborate more? Oh, I just, I don't know. Maybe the acting was a little off for me and then at the same time I was just she was just I don't know I didn't like her character I just didn't like her yeah. <laughs> I mean I liked her just because they tend to have to have somebody introduced the only thing is she just knew too much right off the bat knew everything I, I just like, wanted Alana Winter so bad oh. when they were like oh we're gonna have somebody from the press I was like oh, this is our yeah. lot and they were like mm-hmm, you don't get Sarah Paulson you get Stacy Phillips and we're like who is Okay, fine. You don't think it's still possible? I know that's prediction. No, but she no. already said she's not doing it. She's oh, not coming back. That's for, we'll oh, go into news okay. later, but spoiler Damn. alert. So like knowing that, I'm kind of like, oh, that's such a bummer that that I know. that they kind of had it. Stacey, that it was a setup. Yeah, Stacy seems like a second, like an afterthought now almost, and that's why she. Well, she well, was killed at the camp, so right. she's coming back. Oh, she's God. definitely coming She'll back. Definitely coming um, back. But we see her too, like kind of keep making her rounds. We see the hotel. The only thing about the whole scene in the hotel, it felt extraneous to me. Like, watching the tape, the whole thing. Like, I mean, I love any time that I get to see uh, Angelica Ross on screen, so I'll mm-hmm. take whatever I can get. But still, <laughs> I'm like, it, we already know this. So this is just exposition of something that we already knew. Which mm-hmm. I think is why this episode felt like it dragged. was yeah. just because of that one <laughs> scene where it was like, okay, but why are we spending so much time explaining what we already dedicated a whole episode to. Also, Me why too. does she have to come bring them in and show them that she has this tape? Like, yeah, stuff? can't it just like, be like, oh, I like, have it. Like, just tell me, you know, well, why do we need to see it? Because the whole thing it. is to be like, this is our plan. Our plan is that we're going to put you in the trunk and this is how we get to the camp. But the thing is, at this point, we don't care how they get to the camp. We're yeah, like, our, just our just willing suspension of disbelief is like, we are fine with everyone being dead and just still being here. Yeah. Right. Like, we'll, if you're just like, oh, and we found a way into the camp, none of us will be like, what was your plan? Yeah. I we think, want to see you elaborate. I think Stacy kind of was just not so much of a character. I saw her as kind of like a tool to kind of like utilize in order to kind of bring out the evil within Brooke. Brooke. That's because, possible. And I love the conversation that... Uh, <laughs> Don almost said Rita. Donna brought up about how there is kind of like whether we like it or not, there is kind of evil embedded with each and every one of us. And she said this was this was taught by my dad. And it's whether or not we choose to feed that and mm-hmm. live in that evil. And it's giving like it's about it the hate. It's about fighting. And she literally had to fight and push Brooke off of her. And then obviously Stacy got killed by other people. But I, I, that's what I loved about it. Like Stacy really was just kind of like a wrench they tried to throw in to kind of throw us off. But Makes sense. It she didn't work. went to it the tool shed, right? Right. Oh, yeah. there you go. But it didn't work. Oh boy, it didn't work. Which is why she didn't die there. <laughs> you know, she got, she got killed by a tool though. Alexa's like, did you guys think that Brooke was gonna kill her or no? I did. I literally <laughs> really? did think she was gonna I, kill her. I thought that Donna was gonna stop her just because of the whole thing of Donna being like, I need to redeem I'm myself. Karma. The only thing karma. That kind 
kind of. I was like, okay, I love this idea of we both have, like, or everybody has this duality in themselves. Of Everybody has this good and the evil. And whichever monster mm-hmm. grows is the one that you feed. Like, it's, you know, if you give love and positivity, then you're going to grow right. one. If you have nothing but hate and you keep feeding like this. But then she's like, and so we should unite together for our common mission of killing this other bitch. Yeah, I, know. I was like, wait a minute. What? I know. It was, was true. Like, she's like, Look, you have to feed this good monster, but then also let's go on a revenge hey. mission. Hey. Like, it was a little. Yeah. It was a little weird. Because I totally agree. This is Margaret. Margaret needs to go. No, down. I mean I get it. I get why they were justifying it. But I was like, I'm sorry. This beautiful speech is a little undercut. Yes. You're like, now let's go cut a bitch. Yes, I'm like, true. Okay, okay. I felt the same way. I did. I honestly felt the same way. I was like, okay, I get what you're. Okay, and now let's go murder this other bitch. Okay, all right. Yeah, fine. It was like weird button to end on, but fine. Let's go to commercial. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, fine, whatever. Uh, yeah, that was am, just... Whew, that was hilarious. That was funny. <laughs> that was the only thing that I was like, I mean, all right, I love you, Angelica Ross, but if anybody else delivered that speech, I'd be like, really? Okay. It's cool that we're not it's stabby all... right now, but let's be stab. Hey. Let's be selective stabby. Yeah, she's evil. You have to kill the evil so the evil doesn't spread. There you go. I mean, you know. whatever. She's Except literally she... saying this is for vengeance. I'm pissed at Margaret. Let's go That's stab what I'm her. Saying. Her whole character doesn't make sense to me. First, she lets <laughs> Jingles go as, a, as an experiment to watch him murder people. And then is like, oh, no, we have to be good because karma exists. But then, <laughs> then let's still kill somebody. And she's all over the place. Rita is all I mean, over the map. But at the same time, Angelica Ross is the only uh, Halloween candy that that we're gonna get. I Am know. I right? At pose reference, pose. That was so oh, clever. Okay. Her no, character's no, I, name is I'm Candy. So You're welcome. I'm, I'm hilarious. So sorry. I'm still mourning uh. the loss. <laughs> still mourning the loss of Angelica Ross from Pose. Uh, no, but I. Oh. Mm, that sound effect and me just go hand in hand, man. I know. No, but all I'll say so is that Mar- Margaret needs to go down. Shut up. Duh. Because she's profiting. She's trying to profit off of killing all of our 80s well, let's, icons. Let's, let's talk about this. First, let's talk about Alex. Because this is not the uh, the first that we've seen of Alex. He, the last we saw him was tied up to the pole without his thumbs. Did you guys think that we were going to see more of him? I kind of thought that was it for Dylan McDermott. I, I thought the same. I thought that was the end of him. And then all of a sudden The only back. reason that I thought that he was going to be back was because at the AHS 100 event, he still had the mustache. And I was like, oh. mm, is this did you grow this just for this? I mm, and so since he still had the mustache then and they were still filming, yeah, they were still filming this episode though, so that's not a spoiler for next episode, even though it's like he's definitely gonna be back next episode, yeah. Um, well, I was super shocked, I, my mouth dropped when I saw him last episode. I, he hasn't been back since Asylum, right? right. Am I or is, did he come back at all? I don't know. He remember. came back for Apocalypse, oh, remember? Because, from House. yes, like that part, okay. yeah, just for that one little short bit. Okay. And it was both That's Connie right. Britton and Dylan McDermott, mm-hmm. and they both came back just for a minute to be like, Yep, we had that evil baby, our bad. I just don't know what his character's purpose is now other than just being another killer, you know? Okay, so I think that's basically, like, they brought him in to be, like, kind of stirring the pot, I think, Mm -hmm. and then also showing, because everything that they do on the show is also some sort of allegory or reference. This is somebody who is a full-fledged stan. Like, this is kind of showing, like, stan culture of, like, the Mm super-duper fan where he meets Richard We'll start first by saying, you know, how we introduce to him, which I love that we see him pick up Jonas 
in this mm-hmm. the pink Mary Kay car and have this new wave shit versus the storytellers conversation. Did you guys pick up on first they were playing Falling Fast from the Go-Go's and then they cut to Fortunate Son from Clearance Clearwater Revival and later it's the unfortunate son that we find out that Bobby is. Damn. The wow. Jingles. It all ties oh. in and then Jingles goes falling. It's like... I love it. He was falling fast, and then it was. I will the, say the music is very well thought it's out, and planned. He, yes. Who would have thought all of these '80s like songs would have just fit perfectly into a horror? Like, I know. everybody needs to watch '80s horror. <laughs> Come on now, right? <laughs> you know that, Ollie. I mean, it, but it works even better. It is the better. perfect soundtrack, though. Right. I want this. I want them to make a soundtrack of this season. I don't think they ever have before, but I want it. Yeah. Let's make that happen. I want there's, it. There's got to be a Spotify playlist I'm somewhere. Sure. There has to be. We'll there has one. to be. We're just going to have to go back and make um, one. But we see this whole thing with where he runs into Ramirez, and we'll go into Jingles' whole thing in a minute, too. But he meets Ramirez, basically, because he hits Jingles and then meets up with Ramirez, who is still... By the way, I do have to say, one of my favorite parts of this episode was Zach Via singing just a little bit of Rebel Yell. Oh. Zach? Zach, who plays Richard Ramirez, Richard Ramirez is an actual musician in mm-hmm. real life, too. And he just, like, released a song. So they were like, okay, here oh, you go. You, you go. get to sing for a little bit. Then Jingles is going to attack you to the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go full-fledged Game of Thrones eye gouge and then back to Dylan McDermott. Uh, oh, there yeah. you go. We love it. And the ironic thing was, as he was singing, after Jingle tackled him, I was like, I wanted more, more, more. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Yeah. Oh, you and your, your one-liners. I'm you. sorry. You're good. <laughs> You're just too good. You're just too good. Uh, but yeah, so we have him hit Ramirez, and this is or hit Jingles, and this is Ramirez explaining to him, you know, oh, that was my kind of my white whale, the one who interrupted all of my stuff. Now I'm pretty pissed at you. And then he shows this whole kind of like, look what I got in my trunk. I'm all about killing. I'm, let me help Number you. Number six. I know. Mary Kay, the lady. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed he killed her because we would have had so many more pink cars if if she was still alive, you think? I, I love pink. I mean. And fun little makeup. I, you did your hair specifically right. for this episode. But maybe that was a good thing. <laughs> I did, no. <laughs> Maybe that was a good thing, you know? We don't want Mary Kay to ki- take over too much. I Speak for yourself. But maybe uh, that was, like, something to do with, like, killing off, like, I don't know, like, commercialization. I don't know. You know, yeah, something. It's, I, it's, it had to be. Down, down with pyramid schemes. Yeah. Is what it was. Right. It's something. like a whole, well, it was because, like, the 80s was this whole rise of, like, true capitalism, of everybody being, like, so business-focused. Right. And then going into the 90s, especially, that's, like... Kind of the fun, like, freestyle thing. I mean, the whole theme of this episode seems to be we want the 80s to last forever. Mm-hmm. Which, if current pop culture is any indicator, yeah. Yeah, It's like the true. fifth thing this year that's been set in 1984. I mean, that's really it's like, what made me super excited for this season was the fact that it's the 80s. And I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, I love the 80s. I mean... Anybody that doesn't love the 80s, I'm like, I don't understand you <laughs> as a human being. Are you more like New Wave, though? Or are you more like CCR? Like, what, what, do you, what do you guys feel on this music debate that we have with Alex and Jonas? Which we then see Ramirez has been talking about the whole time. Well, 
I, I feel like 1989 was a really good year. So I'm kind of like late 80s personally, like with, in terms of music. So I'm kind I'll give of, you that. I'm like that lame Eagles, 80s. Like, I'm that lame 80s. Like, oh, you're not a real 80s fan. You're not like the early 80s. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't care. I'm going to do me. Honestly, I like it all. I really do. I love that cheesy synth. It's great. I love heart. that. Yeah. Cheesy Synth, I want to be the name of an 80s cover band. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would go, like, did you, did you guys hear Cheesy Synth is playing Wednesday night at the Troubadour? We should go check it out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Can we, please? Oh, I would be all about it. Um, but, yeah, so we see this uh, this whole thing with them being like, okay, well, well, let's let's go get jingles. Here's this. Then Xavier shows up. To show off Jingles' body, mm. then to ultimately just be murdered by Jingles again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you guys think of this scene? Because I'm like, God, y'all love killing Cody. He just gets killed in everything. Oh, yeah. I just wonder, how do these ghosts change clothes? <laughs> <laughs> off topic. But, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. There's just so much death. I'm desensitized to it at this point. I'm just like, oh, he's dead again. Uh, but it's interesting to when they said every time you die as a ghost, you, like, lose more of yourself. And so yeah. eventually, yeah. I guess that they're going to get to the point where they're just walking Corpses. Do the ghosts just like Jonas? Any yeah. Of. Oh yeah. I guess Jonas. That was yeah. Jonas who was explaining it to Jingles. Who yeah. was like, you just keep losing pieces of because he keeps getting he just... ran over. Is that the case? Yeah, I think he like every time he keeps. But what was weird to me was Jingles has this whole thing, and this is skipping a little bit ahead to Jingles, but he has this whole thing in this conversation where he's like, "Oh, I died after they killed me, and I could feel it." And the because Margaret shoots him in the head, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I can remember every moment." I'm like, "This isn't the first time you died, bro." Right. You already died this season. Like, how come you didn't feel that one? How come we're not talking about that? I guess it's just, like, it's after he's already dead the first time. Mm -hmm. Then he can remember his, like, secondary deaths. I guess. I don't know. It's a little weird. But what did you guys think about this? Of this whole, like, oh, it's a trifecta of murderer standoff. Yeah. And then having Margaret shoot Jingles and explain later, like, she has a new plan that is to... Basically, as we saw with Courtney finding Gaja Gugu's bodies and then having Gaja Gugu playing like their tightest set ever. Yeah. Like, what did you guys Making think of it this? Like an, of this an 80s mecca memoriam. Yeah, for, exactly. for rock stars. What did you think of this? I mean, it seems like it is commentary on our obsession with the 80s and immortalizing it. Yeah. And profiting off it, which we're doing today. Yes, we are. Oh, Ryan, you're so good. Like, a part of me like, <laughs> would want to go. And just like right? watch all these games. <laughs> like, you know, I would love to, but at the same time, I don't know. I just thought it was a little, I don't know. I thought it was a little cheesy, a little much of her to be like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to kill said. a bunch of people and we're going to just make it this. Well, no, yeah, totally. But now it makes sense as to why we were questioning earlier, like, why is Margaret going back? She's so stupid. She's going to get killed, you know, right. right? So now it makes sense that she wants these people to die so they can be forever immortalized and have people come from all over. Well, let's and this like, yeah, grand... 10 years later, you have to explain, like, how are these people not aging? Right. <laughs> right. Like, but, like, look at Gaga Gooch. What, what were the name? Gaga 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 Which. Well, shy, hush, hush, which I, I never I. knew who sang that song until tonight. I was like, oh, okay, they hush, sing it. And the rest, right. of, the rest of the world is just going to be okay with the fact that 
these bands just are immortalized. As long as it's not Billy Idol. Right. Don't touch Billy. I know. I don't think Richard would like that at all. I love that everybody agrees. They're like, but we're not going to mess with Billy, though, right? Like, Could you imagine that? we'll look at his rings, but like, we won't, like, look, don't touch. I just feel like my suspension of disbelief can only go so far sometimes with this show. I'm like, wait, what? What? And that was I mean, his name parts. is literally Idol. I feel like it's like, if Ryan Murphy is being on the nose, this is the most on the nose he could be, which is like, never meet your idols. His name is Billy Idol. If you didn't get, he's the idol. This is who we're talking about. <laughs> I just wonder if we're going to see Billy Idol. Oh, that would be I, I feel like we are. I feel like we have to because Ramirez is so obsessed. And then we find like Ramirez is like super fan. Mm-hmm. It's like just kind of this weird, like almost a chain of, super of fans. fans. Yeah. And then everybody. And then Margaret is the one who's pulling the strings the whole time. Trying to... Full circle. Stacy was a super fan of Brooke. Yeah. yeah. And then Stacy ultimately is killed because they hate writers. <laughs> I love that the writers wrote that, too. Anytime the writers write a scene where actors say, I hate writers, they're always like, ha, ha, ha. They're like, well, being a, but I also I am like, I mean, snaps to you, you guys are really good. But I also think being a stan or maybe, like, having, like, undying, like, fandomonium for something could possibly kill you, in a sense. It could take over your life and it could ruin you, as we're seeing with all these people dying. Yeah. Or maybe you might not even have thumbs. You might not have, not have thumbs. You like, can't even give a thumbs up. How are you supposed to do that at a concert? Like it's, you're you just know like, what? Yay. I will say though, everybody who is watching has the capability to give us that thumbs up. Oh, that like, that five stars. <laughs> you like guys want to comment? You know, we've yeah. got all these options for you. We love doing the after shows here. Yes, we do. And we only. I know. I'm like, <clears throat> yeah. I'm why dying not? A bit, I mean, but don't mind me. But definitely like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah. Because you guys are killing us with how awesome you are. <laughs> oh. Alexa's dying over here. I'm in the process of getting better from my death. I, yeah, I'm dying over the chat because you guys are hilarious in the chat. Just shout out some of them. Yeah. We see Renji, Josh Dudley, Nicholas Kelly, one of our faves, Billy Jean Girl. You're all our faves. You guys are so freaking funny. Someone was saying what? that, uh, oh, Montana's, oh, we'll talk about Montana later, but you guys are just amazing. And we're going to miss talking. Tie, let's, let's talk about Montana yes, now. Why we? not? Yeah. Because you were like, you were saying some things. This is the feminist episode. And it's so I important. mean, this was like, for real, Montana straight up spells it out where she's like, ah. Ah, I'm not Ramirez's freaking inspo right. to start killing. He was already killing. And also, why? I feel like we were talking about this, too, about like the Zac Efron version of the Ted Bundy yeah. movie and everything, about how we've been glamorizing the hell out of serial killers. Yeah. And even the writer talks about it, where she's like, I can make serial killers sexy and desirable, or I could just shut the up. Yeah. And it's like Ryan is even saying, like, hey, you guys do have this option to just shut up. Yeah, not mm-hmm. give them what they want, which is fame. Most of them just want to be acknowledged. And if you don't if you don't acknowledge them, they don't get what they want. <laughs> yeah. It's true though. I mean, does this feel do you guys feel like this was like a direct commentary on a lot of the most recent glamorizations of serial killers that we've been mm-hmm. seeing a lot? I mean, yeah. I feel like American Horror Story in some ways glamorizes but not really because they're ultimately showing like this is horrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even when they show like Lily Rabe as Eileen Warner, like you're you're saying, "Oh wow, she does such a good job as Eileen." 
You're not going, yeah, I want to go kill a bunch of dudes, too. It'd be like Eileen, because she's mm-hmm. dope. Like, no one's thinking that. Yeah, because like, I think it's like, I for this is kind of tied to it, but, like, I love violent video games, but that doesn't make me want to enact that. And I think that we're so accustomed to this idea of, like, playing the blame game like it has to there has to be a reason for something and sometimes there isn't necessarily like a core relation to something it's kind of like it's a lot more complicated and i think it's more gray it's not black and white and i think that's what american horror story is is we see it with these characters there's gray ass characters they're not black and white they're so complex and i think it's really interesting to talk about them we can week after week and that it's going to be over soon i know we're seeing yeah. the blame so, game it's just like uh, why do we why do we yeah it's like okay he's a and serial and the name game asylum <laughs> the name game but like why do we have to always find someone to blame uh, when we like I try to identify a serial killer in their motives and typically the woman like either the mother or the wife or the woman who rejected him mm-hmm. it's always you know oh well the female's job is to support and placate this man. So even though, I mean, I just gave Eileen as an example, but there are very few (laughs) female serial killers. The majority are male. Typically, though, we've seen the women are the ones who are blamed. And even, like, the Ted Bundy story that we saw, it was like, you have this amazing actress, and, like, all she does is, like, cry until she, like, pours out some liquor. I, 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 I don't know. Sounds like me on a typical Wednesday night. I didn't even see it. <laughs> Why really? Wednesdays? No. no. It was, I watched, and it was weird because it was made by the same people who made the documentary. So I was like, you know better. I don't, it was, I don't know. It just felt like this was very much commenting on that. I will say, though, what did you guys think about Trevor and his whole, I mean, him directly saying, Montana, you represent the 80s never dying. I hate that the 80s are going to die. I want to kill myself to live here forever with you. I mean, just to drive home the (laughs) 80s forever point. Like, we're at the end of October of 1989. Let's die before the last two months are up. Like, can't let the 80s die. What did you guys think of this whole scenario i <laughs> i kind of like sympathize with montana for a minute i never thought i would say that because or i didn't sympathize well i sympathize with her because she said something along the lines of i don't know if it was actually last week or this week but she said that you know i, I think trevor asked how death was and she said something along the lines of like well i always felt like this longing when i was alive so it's not much different other than like there's nothing to lose but yet she still has that longing and i feel like even when we're alive we we're not necessarily like feeling alive you know we're living but are we alive and i think that's something that was really clever with some of the writing for montana's character because i think a lot of people struggle with that like they're living they're not but they're not alive or Mm -hmm. present and doing something i feel the same i feel like she was like trevor shut the hell up like you're (laughs) still alive and you're taking it for granted you want to kill yourself just so that you could live in this shithole purgatory with me for the rest of your just because you don't want to get old you're ridiculous like you don't appreciate what you have yeah and and i can and he's been if you think about it he's been profiting off of the deaths of everyone same and i I don't think montana might not even know all of that well i mean she knows that he's married like she knows that he's married to margaret there you go because she even says what about your wife and it's like i what about specifically the woman who was the reason that all of this happened and that right. you could have reported, but instead you married and then profited off of everybody's suffering. I'm like, I feel like they did not touch on that enough. Yeah. And they were just like, what about your wife? And I'm like, she's more than just your wife. There's a whole lot of This is true. This is so freaking true. That was the only part that I was like, don't cut out 
thought the whole hotel scene with Stacy being like, here's oh, a recap. Shout of this out, episode. shout out this to one? Keen, yeah, um, Keen Lagerfield's comment. Montana's face when she found out aerobics was dead. That was really funny. <laughs> that was pretty sad. <laughs> so like, that that was the nail in the coffin. That's what made her snap. I know, Let's like, be real. No. What <laughs> aerobics? <laughs> I mean, that was really sad for her. That it was like everything that you've loved in the 80s. It's like, just try to find an aerobics mm-hmm. class. But it's also like, I was also, I could sense her frustration because it's like, I represent the 80s, but what else? Like, I represent so much more. I know, she's more You're than just, just the 80s. You just she's see me human. as the 80s, yeah. bruh? Huh? Whereas... We I'm see Montana. the opposite with Brooke, where it's like, oh, you missed the 80s, yeah. so you don't know about, like, the final girl. You don't know about, like, what has been set up and what our role in this world is now. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of love, too, because mm-hmm. we see these two characters juxtaposed of one that's stuck in the 80s and the one that's missed it completely. Yeah. And where they are mm-hmm. in their life. True. Afterlife. Mm-hmm. Slash. Whatever. What did you guys think of it? Now... <sighs> I get the reference. The whole thing with her then going with Trevor finding her and being like, you know, I plateaued. Um, The whole thing, like, you go, go, Trevor, go, where they full-fledged, like, White Fang him. (laughs) White Fang, by the way, is a movie that came out in 1991. So I was like, "Mm, a little too early, a couple years too early with the White Fang references, but I see ya. But White Fang was the one where it was, like, the dog where he's like, go, go, get out of here, go. You know what I'm talking about? Like, the famous quote where he's like, if you love something, like, he loved the dog, but he was trying to get it, so he's, like, throwing rocks, and he's like, get out of here, you go. It's White Fanging somebody. You've never, okay. No, you're, I've seen it, I've seen it, no, I've seen it referenced, I, (laughs) My reference is Spongebob. They reference that. They oh use that Oh my quote. god, I am Trevor. I am the old man who has just shown up and been like, uh-huh. My No, that's, uh, it's a Fox and the Hound reference, too. There we go. Yeah. Go! He's white-fanging him. Get out of here. Go! Throw the rocks. Go on, go. go on! Thank you for educating <laughs> us. And also, go. like, the epitome of the 90s haircut. Oh. Like, oh. I mean. No. Go on! I don't think so I ever sad. saw this. What? I, I somehow missed it, and I lived through this. And it's era. so funny because so many people will say, "Oh, old Yeller," and I'm like, "No, this is this was White Fang. Old Yeller ended much sadder." Oh, like, Ethan Hawke, <laughs> young Ethan Hawke. Just Hawk. in case anybody wasn't feeling sad enough at this, like Ethan Hawke White Fang scene. But it's true. Don't forget she old totally, Yeller. She totally White Fanged him. She like, White Fanged him. Get out of here! You deserve to Go, live. Go, Trevor. I mean, like even in the most Go. like melodramatic it way. Was very melodramatic. You and I looked love. at each other and we were like, "That was." Dramatic. That was so dramatic. I loved it though. Believe me. Well, isn't it almost interesting the conversation of uh, kind of like maybe death is, or maybe living is actually, it might not even be like what it's all cracked up to be. I mean, he's Mm -hmm. probably going to go back to his miserable life being under Margaret and her tyranny, whereas like Montana's like, Living it up, even though she's dead. Oh, she it ain't was, happy though. Yeah, she's she, she's miserable. She feels the. What I also didn't like though that they were like, we can feel fleeting feelings like happiness or sadness or being in love, and I was like, uh, <laughs> wow. Hold on a sec. <laughs> I was like, happy That's a that's a statement. <laughs> that is that is I was very like true. Trevor. Pick up the hint, bro. <laughs> like, she just dropped that in casual convo that she's like, and I'll immediately fall out of love with you, so maybe don't kill yourself to be here forever. Uh, I mean, good idea. Um, oh, God. <laughs> Anything that we want to say about those two before we dive into the big, big story, which is Jingles. 
Um, no, I, I mean, I feel like I want to talk about jingles. I want to know. Okay. I want to talk about that last scene is what I want to talk about. Yeah. So we have this whole thing with jingles and him going back and forth with the campers and like, don't kill me because then my son Bobby and well, I know you hate me, but Bobby, don't Bobby. Well. And a quick recap of the past like three episodes. Um, but the campers are like, oh, well, is it your baby? Cool, I'm dead. Then that baby can die. Like, I just don't, like... First off, why did they listen to him in the first... Remember that episode where he came around and they had him tied up and then it was story time? And then this time, they're like, no, Jingles must die. Like, where was... Where's the... Where was... Because he came back. Like, they were basically like, never come back here. And then he came back to, like, rub their face in it. And because they basically forget over and over every time, you know, like, they die and as time goes on, it's like they just remember the vengeance. It's like the one burning thing that they remember. Like, they kind of forgot the forgiveness. Mm. And they were like, let's just let him bleed out on this duck, push him in a boat so we can have a Jason Voorhees moment. (laughs) Um, But what did you guys think of this? Of this wrapping up with, okay, I, his son, ultimately, we're assuming that he thinks that his son is going to die and that Ramirez, as he has said, when he leaves here, is going to go kill this baby uh, we'll wait until predictions, but I'm assuming the baby doesn't die. Uh, and then right. instead, he lost his Bobby, but Lavanya says, oh, but you found ours. And then this ghost that she's been searching for is now here and they're feeding the ducks. And this whole message of, you know, like the past can haunt you forever if you let it. But if you're present and you're happy and you allow yourself to be happy, then you can be here feeding ducks with your dead brother and crazy mom. Like, I don't What? What are you? What? What was this? I don't honestly I'm so, I was so confused by the ending of that episode. I was like what so so the zombie of Billy Bobby. No, the zombie of his brother <laughs> Bobby Bobby uh brings him down and then he's all of a sudden transported to a world in which his mother loves him because she's because she brought he brought Bobby back to her. I was just very confused. I'm like where are they? What is going on? I don't know. I was confused. I'm sorry. I don't know. Th- what they're the still hell. at the camp, presumably. Yeah. They're just beside the lake of the camp because their bodies are still trapped there. So how did he bring Bobby back? Because I guess when it was the whole thing of like, no one can save you now. Like literally this guy who what was his name? Larry. Larry who gets a name in the captions, but we've never <laughs> met Larry. Good on you, Larry, for getting that. IMDb cred, I guess. Uh, But Larry is like, no one can help you now, Mr. Jingles. Mm. And then we see, oh, wait, Bobby can. A brother's love can. Bobby's been MIA this whole time, apparently. The whole time. He's just been, like, sleeping. A zombie in the lake? Like, what? He was waiting to help his brother and say a really bad joke about mayonnaise. That was... (laughs) I got excited for a second because I thought it was... um... My boy Chet. <laughs> I did too! Because we talked which about very, how we wanted it so bad and we just upset. never saw him again. I'm upset that they're not doing anything with Chet right now. And right. I'm like, okay, what's the point of his character? Are so, we are we ever gonna get anything next episode? But I was I'm confused with you I guys think Ryan as well. Murphy was just like, look, we need to get Gus out of the snow. He's gonna go to summer camp for a while. What like, was the significance shave. of him like seeing Montana and Montana looking at him? There were so many people pensively looking at each other this episode. Like we saw like Margaret, like, oh, I see you, Montana, with Trevor. Yeah. And then it's like, but I understood oh, we that. see Yeah, but we see like Montana just like watching yeah, jingles with you're like is what? Montana gonna help him? I thought up for what was gonna be a cooler moment. Yeah, I think. Montana helps him. I was Unless like, oh, okay. Jingles just needs kind of to 
revisit the past to confront his future once again. Or I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't. I think maybe he needs some kind of closure with his his mom, Lily. Uh, which I love, love to see her, love seeing her again. I missed her. I, don't, I honestly don't think they're at the camp. I think is this a dream? It's, it's, it has to be yeah. I think it's probably like they've now crossed over. Like they have now fulfilled their purpose, mm-hmm. so they're oh, no maybe longer that ghosts. Is that. Maybe they because have that's like over. you know we've mm-hmm. seen like this whole thing of like it might be because it seemed a lot more euphoric than how the camp was. So if the whole thing was like, oh, we're wandering because the mom and the lady in white episode, we see Lavanya saying flat out, I am roaming this camp because I'm looking for Bobby and I'm never going to be okay until I find my son. But now that she has her son, I think that this is her saying. Both sons. Yeah, both of them. Two. is like and the fortunate son, CCR, uh, <laughs> clearance. Uh, but having them there, I think that this is probably them crossing over is what maybe, I'm assuming. Maybe like one Bobby had to die for the other to live. There can only be there one. There can only be one Bobby. The battle of the Bobbies. <laughs> Damn. One Bobby will live. One, one Bobby, Bobby will, will die. Them all. <laughs> so stupid. I guess so. Wow. Well, any yes. Uh, any last <laughs> thoughts on this episode before we dive into our special segment? But wait a second. If Jingles has moved on, is that the last of Jingles? Will we not see him again? You think Jingle needs... A, everyone needs revenge against Margaret, so I need to start thinking about predictions for who's going to kill okay, Margaret. Okay, all right. Let's you know, think who's going to kill Margaret. Everyone needs closure. That's all I'll say. Everyone. And that will be the closure of this episode as well, so <laughs> look at that. Yeah. Uh, but before we dive into our predictions, our special segment, Slashback... We're going to listen to the whole thing. So, <laughs> the only one that I picked up on was Friday the 13th with Bobby pulling him out of the, you know, butt. Right. And that was, yeah. that was the only one I picked up on. I don't know. That was the guys. only, besides the White Fang reference, which was just like, all right, unless you start throwing rocks at Trevor. It's like. <laughs> my my dumbass got a 1990s one, pretty woman in the beginning with with uh, <laughs> with Richard and the guy. Oh my God, you're 100% it. right. But it's, that doesn't count because it's that's, 90s. That's 90s. But, but 1990, <laughs> or 1989. Mm-hmm. Went into but the 90s. White Fang was 1991. So. so we got some 90s reference. Yeah, why not? I mean, we had an Urban Legends reference, like a direct like Urban Legends reference last week. So it's like that was very like peak like <laughs> 90s, right. like Rebecca Gayhart at like her curliest hair 90s, like Ooh. Jawbreaker 90s. Uh, but anyway, uh, we also have a little bit of news this Ooh. week as well. Ooh. 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 Hey. Got blue. Uh, so we talked a little bit about Sarah Paulson. Yes. She said she will come back if and when Evan Peters does. Oh, that Balls puts in a lot of court, Evan. That puts a lot of pressure on poor Evan. I know, especially since he said he's not, he doesn't really want to come like, back. I'm not mentally okay with this right now. It's like putting myself I mean, in there. Yeah, it's like I wouldn't want to work with my break. ex either. Yeah. Even if I was with bomb ass Halsey, which is like also props to Evan because damn. Mm-hmm. But then Evan, he's dating Halsey, by the way. That's good for him. Geez. Isn't that awesome? But then they announced Evan, it at yeah. the 100th episode when they made out in front of Emma. Damn. That's a way to get back at your ex. Dress is sunny and share. Damn. They all look good, by the way. I know. They all look good. But Emma might not come back, so maybe that Evan will come back. And Sarah will come back. I mean, there's also always so many different storylines. I'm like, you guys could write this where they never have to be on set together ever. You know? And still have a very cohesive, good story. Flashback. They could. That's a lot of effort, though. And also, they're supposed to be professionals. 
So yeah, this but it's also true. like okay, but this man has dedicated seven years of his life to playing every sort of demented character in the world. I'm just happy. I they, mean, so does Sarah I'm just happy they've found success, though. Like so much success yes. outside of the show, even though we miss them. You know, I know. I just love everybody on this show. Everybody is so good. Mm-hmm. I just want well. We'll wait for predictions, too, but we do know <laughs> right. that we are going to have at least one more special guest making an appearance. One mm. more cameo <laughs> next week. <laughs> um, and also, kind of going into our uh, news as well, we asked you guys last week if you were going to dress up as an American Horror Story character for Halloween to share your photos with us. Yay! We actually have them in <gasps> order going the oh. opposite way if we can pull them up from oh starting with Murder House. <coughs> oh, I love it. Oh my gosh, we're seeing some already. Okay, 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 this is going to be amazing. Well, 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 it does, they don't have to be in order. We'll start with this one. Um, so, American Horror Story... Shout out to Penny Dragful. Oh, Penny Dragful that. was like, oh, you want one costume? <laughs> Hold up. These are I so got great. nine mofos. Oh so Penny Dragful made a costume for every single season. This was the beautiful 1980s version for 1984. Oh my gosh. Beautiful. Love it. That's awesome. And then Apocalypse, freaking fire, literally burning it up. Oh my gosh. Oh my god! So good. Which I gotta say, that I actually makeup, love that makeup more yeah. than the actual cult makeup. I think absolutely, yeah. I love it. And then the gloves, the short, yeah, gloves. so the short little gloves, and like the like, oh, I just love the whole like the outfits. Great. Yes, the outfit with like the little holes reference and everything. <gasps> Roanoke oh with like the Gaga fierceness. <laughs> yes. Freaking Perfect. crushing it with like the heart and everything. Hotel, oh. Oh. Uh, more Gaga fierceness. The Countess. Oh. And then Murder House. Oh, oh Freak gosh. Show, too. Freak Show. These are so Twisty. great. Oh, my gosh. Coven. I mean, the freaking Myrtle. Right. I was like, that is gold. Uh, Asylum. Oh, my gosh. I mean. One of the patients. Oh. And Murder House. Oh. The Black Dahlia. Like, oh, my gosh. I have to say, longtime viewer, Penny Dreadful, you have just won. You won. All of Halloween and this entire episode. This entire episode is dedicated to you. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed Rest in Pieces, a.k.a. the Penny Dragful episode of American yes. Horror Stories. Yes. You rock. Seriously, that's that was amazing. amazing stuff. I stand a legend, Penny. I know. Like, oh. I bow down. Oh, <laughs> my, amazing. Bro- my Brooke was not worthy. <laughs> I, I know. I was, like, I was a, proud of my Sally, and now I'm like, okay. Me as, okay. A, me as a human being, I'm not worthy. Jesus. I know. I'm like, cheers. All right. So before we get out of here, though, some quick predictions with next week being the absolute last and week. Now, you're after Buzz TV. Who's going to kill Margaret? Quick little spoiler if you didn't watch the next week on. Mm. Spoiler don't alert. Don't listen for a second. Spoiler alert. Finn Whitrock will be joining right. the cast. We know, which I actually didn't like that they showed this clip. I'm glad that we know that Finn's going to be in it. But they showed Margaret and Trevor killing themselves, so we know that Trevor dies and that he's going to stay. I mean, not Margaret, uh, Montana mm-hmm. and Trevor. So that was kind of a little bit of a spoiler. I was I like, know. so now we know that Trevor is going to die at the yeah. camp and stay with her. Maybe they're throwing us off with something. I don't know. I think there is going to be, like, I think a lot of them are going to die. I think there has to be, I don't know. I would like to think that uh, Brooke and uh, Donna make it to the end, but I don't think, I think one of them is oh, going to make it. Donna's going to die. Donna's gone. And I don't really? want that, but I think that's going to happen. Donna's and I think gone. that I'm, I'm predicting that there will be some kind of tie into another season. I know that they're not trying to, but I think they're going to, like, 
I think there's going to be like something. They have to give us something. Like, who is Bobby? Who does Bobby grow up into? I will say I interviewed Ryan Murphy at the 100th episode and asked him specifically if he already knew what next season was going to be. And he said he had a couple ideas. So it's not definitive. Okay. He hasn't picked one. He did say that there are some references already, but he's not entirely sure what the season's going to be. So I don't even know how that's possible. How there's references to something that you don't know what it's going to be. Right. He's just screwing with us. He's messing with us. He's so good, and it drives me crazy. I don't like, appreciate it, but it needs to just be a bomb-ass episode and wrap everything up and make me happy. Honestly, yeah. Because it's nine a, episodes. Who do you a, think is the final girl? Do you think it's going to be Brooke? They keep teasing that it's going to be Brooke, so... I I think I think, I think think it's going to be Brooke. I think, honestly, I think her and Montana are going to get together, and they're going to reconcile, and maybe they're going to team up and kill her. I, that's what I would like maybe to Maybe that would be how Montana gets to... Move Go on, on because she, you know, fulfilled let her, her purpose. Yeah, fulfilled her purpose. I like it. it I like it. Well, you guys, let us know what you yeah. think in the comments below <laughs> as well. And until next week, our final episode. Where can everybody keep up with you? Hey guys, it's Ollie. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ollie Dreamer. And uh, it's Alexa Cappiello. You can find me on Instagram at Alexa Cappy, C-A-P-P-Y. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at Elena J. Jordan. And you can find me every week on MEA Worldwide interviewing your favorite celebrities. That's MEAWW.com. Next week is the finale of American Horror Story 1984. We really hope you guys join us. We'll see you guys then. See you then. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 